Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bright Side with Technicia, and I am your host, Technicia. And good afternoon, everyone. Today is June the second, two thousand fifteen. I can't believe we already starting June just so quickly. Oh, enjoy these moments. School will be around the corner very, very, very soon. Um, anyhow, in recognition for the gun violence that's been occurring lately. Um, we're wearing orange today, so that's the new trend. Make sure you wear your orange, and do not forget about all Alzheimer's and brain. So wear your purple too. Wear both of them at the same time. Today is a very interesting topic. I know you're probably wondering about this great business that I mentioned before, of that growth is about 9.5 billion annually in the U.S. alone. Well, I don't know. You might not want parts of it once you find out what it is. But we're going to go to a short commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Hi, I'm Dustin Lynch. You don't have to listen to country music to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you just can't control, like your girlfriend running out on you with your best friend. But there's some drama that you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and start moving towards a brighter future and even your college degree. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. All right, we're back on the air, and this, what I was just mentioning about the business that grosses $9.5 billion annually, is something that you might want to be part of and probably don't. I don't know if you're interested in $9.5 billion once you hear about this, about a black market that exploits and subjection of women. Sounds tasteless? Well, it is. This business has pulled in billions of dollars by selling the bodies of defense women, of whom an estimated 100,000 to 150,000 are underage. And here with me is Nancy Hartwell, who, who is a human trafficking expert. And we will get very good details on this business that has been talked about. We all have seen the movie probably um, taken, taken part one and taken part two. But this is very serious. It's more than just the movies, what we see and just there is no editing with this and no cut or takeaways. But here with me is Nancy Hartwell. Nancy, thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to be on the show with me to discuss this topic that is becoming a serious matter. And I thought that it was a closed subject, but obviously it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to help get the word out about this horrible, 
horrible crime. Oh no, you're so you're so very welcome. You know, I was actually hearing a week ago on our news station here in Atlanta on Channel Two, they were talking about human trafficking, and I thought, you know, you just watch movies. I know that it actually goes on, but to actually just hear it up front on the news, you're like, wow, this is really a serious matter. And actually, hopefully, I will be able to get another young lady on my show that is a she was a victim of human trafficking. So I hope, I, and she has a book out called The Game Over, so hopefully I'll be able to have her as a guest and we can get to talking about that. But uh, first and foremost, Nancy Hartwell, I just want to ask you on how did you even get started into this topic? Well, I had a friend who was who was trafficked. She was kidnapped, and um, later there were rumors that she had been sold to a sultan in Libya and nobody ever saw or heard from her again, and so I don't have any reason to think that these um, um, these rumors weren't actually true. It was really scary, because that could have been me. <laughs> Why? I, I mean, uh, how does this how does this business even start? Because now that I find out more about it, it's occurring more in the United States than you would think going across seas. Oh, yeah. Um, People seem to think that we dealt with this problem ages ago and that it doesn't even exist anymore. But it's it's actually getting worse. There is an active slave trade, an international slave trade that is particularly focused on Southeast Asia and the Persian Gulf. And as these countries continue to accumulate oil wealth, the problem is getting worse. Um, it's especially young girls, uh, but also uh, young men and boys. The um, the World Cup is supposed to be in Qatar before long, and the facilities are being built by slave labor, and nobody seems to care. And it's it's very sad, and that's what where I just spoke of about the young lady. She said no one cared. When it was just it was just yeah. a point period blank, she was bloody in her clothes because she had um she had met a pimp and he took her to California. He took her all the way from California to Arizona. He peed on her, and she said no one cared when he <gasps> got out the back of his trunk. No one cared, and that's amazing. We walk around with a no care attitude, and that's why this is still going on because nobody wants to take open up their doors. Oh, let me help this person. And it's so it is. It's very sad. That's why. And not even trying to get off the subject, but that's why we have so of a high rate of homelessness because no one cares, and and that's a damn, that's a darn shame that people walk around like that. Yeah, right. But we just kind this. of close our eyes to it. Yeah, right. But let me ask this, Nancy: What are the similarities between human trafficking and slavery? Well, um, slavery is part of human trafficking. Um, human trafficking also encompasses uh, forced prostitution, which is kind of a soft form of slavery. Uh, it encompasses labor slavery. The, human trafficking is a little bit more general term, and, and slavery is a little bit more um, uh, specific. Okay. I got you. It's, it's, oh, they almost, oh, just so, it's just so pitiful. Um now, what are some of the ways, some of the most common ways that traffickers use to lure and trap their victims? 
Okay, well, the Internet has revolutionized um, this business and made it very easy for traffickers to operate. Um, They go onto websites that they know are frequented by young people, especially young girls, and um, offer a job or um, something that sounds really glamorous, like a modeling job or um, um, a singing job with a hot new band or a, a part in a movie, something that a 14-year-old would go nuts over. And then they tell the girls, now, you know, this will just be our surprise. Your family is going to be so proud of you when they find out what you've done, but don't tell them ahead of time. So they go to the appointment, and then the first thing they ask is, um, is somebody waiting for you? And if they say no, then um, they're very likely to become a victim. If they say, well, um, my my brother, the karate instructor, is, is downstairs waiting for me, then probably um, they will, quote, not get the job, but uh, they will also not become a victim. Okay. I did that's, tell. That's the number one way. Yeah, that's... The number one, that's the number one um, system these days. Um, occasionally, it's a crime of opportunity. They'll see a girl walking down the street and just grab her, um, but that's, that's a little bit more rare. They also target runaways, and they can spot runaways at 50 paces. They go to places that runaways might go, like a bus station or a train station or even a mall um, and they're they're trolling for them, um, and then they offer to help. You see, they prey on girls who are vulnerable, who are, are hurting, um, who desperately need help. They know all the right buttons to push because this is what they do for a living. And um, then they they get the girl to trust them and go with them, and boom, there they go. Mm-mm-mm. And it's very sad. Um, and in statistics, you know, they say the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children estimates that at least 100,000 children each year are caught up in the insidious world of child prostitution. We have 55% of street girls engaged in prostitution, 75% work for a pimp, and they said the entry age for girls is 12 to 14, for boys 11 to 13. Nancy, this is an enormous problem, yet it's under-recognized and under-reported, a problem of hidden victims. Yes, you're absolutely right. And people keep saying that prostitution is a victimless crime, but it's the prostitutes themselves who are the victims. Um, and most states in the country treat prostitutes like criminals. They're the victims right. of this crime. Yeah, um, there's only one state that the Polaris um, Project gives an A rating to, and that's Tennessee, for their legal environment. They finally got the message that, guess what? These kids who are beaten to a pulp if they don't bring in the the minimum quota every day, they're victims. They're not criminals. Um, Most states get a D or a C for the the legal environment. We're we're 50 to 100 years behind the curve on, on this, the way we treat the victims of this horrible crime. Well, all I have to say is stop turning your head away. Either you're going to get involved or you want to stay on the sideline and keep watching the ugliness. Um, what really happens to the victims once they've been trafficked? 
Well, um, if they're in this country, they will probably become prostitutes. And uh, statistics show that um, once once somebody has been trafficked, their life expectancy is approximately six years. You just mentioned that the entry age for girls is 12 to 14. Um, that means that by the age of 20, it's there's a very strong likelihood that they would be dead. They're either beaten to death by a, a violent pimp or um, by a violent customer, or they OD on drugs that the pimps get them to take because that's also part of how they control them. Um, it's It's not a pretty scene at all. It would just imagine dead by age 20. If they're trafficked overseas, um, then it's a little bit more complicated. Um, girls are often put into private harems. Sometimes these harems are so big, they hundreds of girls, they never even meet the man who theoretically owns them. Um, if they're put into a brothel, some of them are so brutal that the life expectancy is calculated in weeks. So there's a huge um, there's a huge difference about what can what can happen to girls when, if they're if they're shipped overseas. And of course, it's not just girls. About 85% of the victims of human trafficking are girls or young women, but 15% are are boys. Um, there are homosexual brothels. There are also um, to, to guard harems, the men turn them into eunuchs. Um, so there's a, a need for, for that in the Middle East as well. Right, and that's why I'm so afraid of the Internet and the way these times are now, Nancy. You have to watch what your children are doing. You know, it's okay if you want to set up an account. But I really, in my opinion, I don't prefer for my children to even be on the Internet. They're nine years of age, and I want to keep them. I don't want to keep them in stone age, but at the same time, I'm afraid, you know, I see them on Facebook or Twitter, and I'm like, you're 12, you're 13. You really don't need a Facebook or a Twitter account. You need to be somewhere studying. Well, That's why I love I yeah, when I well, was growing up. There yeah, were no computers. <laughs> well, um, the kids are going to do it whether whether you let them right. or not. But the the key is if you do it with them, Instead of behind their back, you know, like you're a horrible policeman, if you if you go on to Facebook with them, then you can turn it into an educational process rather than a police action. You can show them pictures that never in a million years should have been posted on the Internet because once they're there, they're there. Um, you can point out sites that that have red flags that try to lure kids in that a 10 or 12 year old might not recognize these red flags um you can do it with them and and that way you can show them what the dangerous uh places are what the pitfalls are and and um show them what they need to look out for so that so that they become a little bit more attuned to the fact that not everybody out there has good intentions Mm -mm. no they don't don't and and especially for the ones you know they're posting their baby pictures, and I think they are so adorable. But I've seen one account where this little girl, she has over 76,000 followers, no more than six years of age. And in my mind, people think, oh, that's so cute. But in my mind, 
also I'm thinking that's how that's many really spooky. <laughs> right. How many prejudices? How many of their followers are probably prejudiced looking at this six year old girl like she's a piece of meat? Oh, Nancy. Now this is what right. I want to ask since you mentioned since you mentioned about going across seas. How hard is it for like our government to step in? to maybe, like, save a child? Because, of course, we know this not Liam Neeson on Taken where the parent can go across these <laughs> and um, rescue their child. You know, in our hearts, we want to actually probably do that, be able to go over there and break some necks. But do we, I know that I probably wouldn't be able to do that if my children were actually kidnapped. It would be hard to Right. Well, of course, Liam Neeson managed to be on just the right bridge across the Seine when just the right yacht <laughs> right. was coming underneath it. I mean, <laughs> what are the chances in real life, actually? Um, our government right. is doing almost nothing. Um, we have put Saudi Arabia and Thailand and the Philippines on our naughty, naughty list. Uh, that these are the countries that are the worst offenders in the area of human trafficking. Boy, that really scares them, doesn't it? Every two or three years, somebody actually makes a speech. Um, and that's that's about all we do. We need oil. Um, we need uh, allies to help us fight ISIS. So we do the ostrich thing. And it's putting our kids at risk. Right. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, really, it's, it's really annoying um, I mean, officially, we we condemn the practice, and then we do nothing about it. Right. And it's becoming more and, of a... Yeah, and in places where Sharia, or Islamic law, is the law of the land, slavery is legal, because... The Prophet Muhammad himself had slaves. He treated them very humanely. In fact, um, some people say that Muhammad had 11 wives. Some people say he had 13. And it turns out that the other two were slave women that he treated so well that everybody thought they were his wives. Um, um, he had children with them. And in the Quran in several places said, if you screw up really bad and you need to get your life back on track, a good way to get a special blessing is to emancipate a slave. Now, um, Saudi Arabia officially outlawed slavery in 1962. King Faisal issued a decree that outlawed slavery. But this was just for international consumption. A man-made law, even if it's issued by the king, cannot supersede divine law, and therefore um, slavery remained legal even though the king had issued a decree that said that it was, um, that it was outlawed. One of the main right. streets we don't in even Riyadh, know the capital of Saudi Arabia, is Slave Market Street. Okay. And so the, the practice continues unabated in, in countries where Sharia is the, the constitutional foundation of the country, like it is on, in many of the states on the Persian Gulf. This, I'm not trying to say all the Middle Eastern countries are like this. They're not. Um, but, but the very conservative ones on the Persian Gulf, slavery is still legal. That's amazing. See, I didn't even, I didn't even know that. And, you know, come think of it, the 13th Amendment states, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the parties shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. 
and, and that brings me to mind of an increasing number of prisons in the U.S. are run by corporations using their prisoners as workers and selling their labor to corporations. I mean, all this is going around us, and we instead of going on about our daily business, and no one is doing a darn thing about it. <laughs> I have to laugh. All right. We... It, it, the, the criminals are actually laughing at us, and we're sitting on our butts doing nothing about it. Like you said, now, we're, we're turning away from the ugliness, focus on ISIS. Oh, hold on. Let's, let's focus on this over here right quick. I need to focus on this all. But there are young girls out there and boys who who need our help, and there's nothing that we could possibly do. But I hope after today that we can make a stand and find ways to stop this. But, um, you know, Nancy, we always, most of us have taught our children about not talking to strangers. And I actually heard one of my coworkers tell me he saw a video where they did, I think they did a study on, you know, telling parents, uh-huh. oh, yep. you know, you teach, you teach your children not to talk to strangers. But guess what strangers are doing now? They know how to lure your children in. Oh, come and look at this puppy. Your baby don't. And our oh, baby yeah. so Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this um, puppy. A, a, a dog way. or a cat. Yeah, a right. dog or a cat. Um, suddenly, suddenly the person, they, yeah, I saw that video too. And almost 100% of the kids would hold his hand and, and he'd say, do you want to see any more puppies? I got some more puppies over here. And they'd hold his hand and go with him. Um, and the the mother's sitting right there, and she said, oh, no, 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 my kids don't talk to strangers. I tell them that practically every day. Um, and sometimes they even work in pairs. Um, this really, this really frosts me. For example, on a bus, one of them will sit down next to a girl and start groping her, and she gets mad, and he gropes her again, and she gets mad, and he gropes her again. So then this hero, you see, across the aisle, jumps up and grabs the guy, pushes him down, says, listen, you leave that kid alone. Then he sits down next to her. Well, do you tell your kids don't talk to heroes? You see, what they're trying to do is break, break the stranger barrier. And then in 30 seconds, he can extract from her all the information that he needs. Where is she going? Is there going to be somebody there to pick her up? Da, 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 da. And it's all a setup. Yeah. Um, You you need to tell your kids about stuff like that. We try to protect our kids, and we don't tell them what people do. And and that puts them even at more risk because then they're not only uninformed, they're naive. And, And that's what the traffickers are looking for, are the uninformed, naive um, kids that that don't know that anybody might be out there to get them. Right, because I have twin girls, and they're nine years of age, and I'm always out the door. Where, where are you? I I don't even like them going to other people's house. I don't even care if it's a woman. Hey, and it's very sad to probably even think like that, but I don't really – I come to the point where I don't trust anyone. I think it's just the way of the world now. It's not the same. You used to yeah. go on someone's front you used to go on someone's front porch, Nancy, and be able to talk to them. But now you're trying to go on someone else. I'm thinking they might get kidnapped. You don't even know. You don't even know your ne- you don't even know your next door neighbor might be a predator. Next door neighbor. No. Oh. Right, right, right. Well, I have a relative. I have a relative. She is 18, going on six. Okay. She's on Facebook all the time. Falls in love with a different guy every two weeks on Facebook, Mm-mm. and. I thought, oh, my goodness, she's got a target on her the size of Brazil. 
And I mm, finally I sat her down. She had she had never even heard the term human trafficking, and she's 18. And um, we ended up having a long chat. She was just blown away. What? You're kidding. Really? Uh-huh. Um, um, it, we're not doing our kids a favor to shield them from knowledge about about these right. criminals out there. We're, we're, we're actually putting them at further risk by by trying to pretend that this problem doesn't exist. Right. And that's how my mother was. She shielded me from a lot of things. So when I became older, I was like, oh, I didn't know of this. This is what they call this and drugs. And I was, because I was cool uh-huh. with like, oh, do you know what this is? No, I actually don't. And I don't want to shield my daughters. I want to protect them, but I want them to know, hey, this is the real world. And I tell them all the time, even at night, because they're old enough to understand. I don't sugarcoat nothing with them, Nancy. Hey, there are no peaches that, and cream out here. There are people who will actually kidnap you who actually kidnapped you, and I got on one of them because she run down the aisle in the grocery store, and me and my husband looking like, where is she? I thought one of the twins were with you. She calmed down, just smiling, bless her heart. She's so innocent. But I had to jake her up. I said, look here, don't you ever do that again. Somebody could have snatched you, and I don't mm-hmm. have no time to be going running behind you because I don't know where your whereabouts are. Don't do that. She, it made me panic. And, it, and, it, and that's how right. it's that fast. People will snatch you up in a second that fast. You turn your head and your child gone. So, parents, please, you have to be mindful. Check your surroundings. I make sure I try to look at everybody. Okay, you look kind of suspicious, honey. Stay close to your mama because I don't have any weapons on me right. to protect you, but I will do my best. And it's so sad right. that and we have to be bonded up like that. Yeah, but, but, I mean, look at the recent events in Cleveland where there was this guy who held three girls captive. Right. For years, yes, right there, yes, in, and the parents, in, yeah, right, and the parents weren't even right aware there, yeah. that he was the biggest criminal in the, and that, and it was so low down in their face talking to them. Oh, I'm so sorry this happened. You have and you holding their daughter's hostage. Oh Lord, that that's right. so scary <laughs> in the in your neighborhood. Well, now, now, yes, and it's not like some. Yeah, sometimes we we think that this only happens overseas. No, it happens in mm-hmm. small towns in Iowa. It happens in Brooklyn. It right. happens everywhere, everywhere. Yep, it sure does. And do you, that's what do you remember? About oh, I'm, what you do you remember the case of Natalie Natalie Holloway who disappeared in Aruba a few years ago? I sure do. Yes, she I was do. from. She was from Alabama, yeah, and she just graduated from high school, cute little blonde. Um, well, it turns out that the Dutch guy, Vandersloot, who um, they had originally questioned for her presumed murder, turns out he sold her to an Arab who works in the oil industry in Venezuela right next door. So um, Aruba, by the way, is the center for the International Eastern Hemisphere, they have three major industries there. Number one, drugs. Number two, trafficking. And number three, tourism. If you plan to go to Aruba, keep your daughters real close to you. Um, also, um, um, Morocco is a, a big source. They have a lot of kidnappers in Morocco. Um, they don't keep them there. They sell them to the to the states on the Gulf. But I have some friends they had a nine-year-old girl who wandered away, you know, a few yards, 
and somebody grabbed her because the last time they ever saw her. Um, I My sister knows a, a couple. They were on their honeymoon in Morocco. And um, the bride wanted to see something over here in this market, and the the husband said, no, I'm not interested in that. She said, okay, I'll meet you back here in five minutes. And she didn't come back. Well, fortunately, he had heard stories, so he ran around the back, and he found her bound and gagged behind a, a little stall in the in the market. Five minutes. Mm. So we really need to, yeah. And who knew? I mean, she was with her husband. Um, he got her back, but it was a big fight, and and you don't want to live your life like that, you know. <laughs> Right, and I think it was another young lady too, because it was two cases with Holloway, and then it was another young lady. Um, I think Amy Lean Bradley, she went missing from the Royal Caribbean Raps to the other um, Seas cruise ship. Yeah, off um, Aruba too. Right, right. Well, it yeah, it, it happens. Uh, yep, yep. That's the center. Um, girls that are like kidnapped, say in Atlanta. They're often taken to Aruba, where there are international brokers, and then they're redistributed. Um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but but they're often okay. kidnapped there too. Yes, doesn't take much. I, I mean, it, it doesn't, and it's, it's so disgusting. It is, you know. I think it was a movie star, Donna Sutherland, that was very educational. Um. Most were very young boys and girls, and they were so into sex slave. And some as young as four, especially in Thailand, Haiti, and many other places. It's the foul land that we have. Um, and the journalist was going around, take these children being sold for an hour or time. Fouls wanting them. Uh-huh. And, uh, it, it it really does. It breaks your heart because it's like, oh, I really wish I could just reach in there and just grab them children. It's, it's very sad. Right. Because actually my husband... My husband, I supposed to been going to the Dominican Republic, and I was telling him I don't know too much about it, but we're gonna stick close together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going. Look, you don't go to the right without me, and I don't go to the left without you. We stick together. I'm not taking any chances. I don't have time for that foolishness. Good Try policy. Try to enjoy yourself. Good. Right. Good and, policy. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sad. This evil and this greed made this billion-dollar company, and that's why I was telling people, it sounds good, $9.5 billion, but it's very tasteless when you um, get into it. Um, what are what are some of the signs that we need to probably watch out for, Nancy, of human trafficking? Okay, well, um, if you see a girl who is inappropriately dressed for the weather, um, maybe it's 40 degrees and she doesn't even have a sweater on. Um, that is a huge red flag right there um, because it means her, her. she hasn't seen her mommy in days. <laughs> a mother would never let a kid out with, on 40 degrees without a, a jacket or a sweater, no. right? Um, a pimp would. Pimp would. Um, they don't care, all right? So that is a big sign. That's a big sign. Also, if you see windows in a house that are boarded up or have plastic okay. over them or or aluminum foil so that nobody can see inside, um, that's another huge red flag. 
If you see locks on the outside of doors, those are to keep people in, not to keep people out. So that's another sign. But don't try to investigate all of this yourself. Just take notes, no. take pictures if, if if you need to, and then then call the authorities. Let them do the investigating. Um, but but you can note strange behavior or things that kind of um, make you wonder, huh? What is, what's that all about? Um, if trust your instincts. If something doesn't seem right, it probably isn't right. And write it down, and and then call the cops and say um, something fishy going on across the street here. Uh, I think you need to check into it. Um, that's those are the, some of the things that that you can that you can um, might be able to help alert the authorities to what's going on. Or or um, I mean, a lot of times prostitution rings are run out of homes, and if you see guys going in and out of a of, of a house at two o'clock in the morning with smiles on their faces um, and, and cars lining up, um, you may also figure that something is a little bit fishy going on there. Um, p- police need our help. They can't be everywhere all the time. And they need tips from the, from the public and they need us to be right. alert of, as to what might be going on. We sure do. We need plenty of help. But we're going to hold right there, Nancy, and we're going to come back with Nancy because this is a serious issue that we need to definitely talk about and get down to the matter of it. So we're going to take a short commercial break, and we will definitely be right back after this. Okie doke. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby. Hi, I'm Dustin Lynch. You don't have to listen to country music to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you just can't control, like your girlfriend running out on you with your best friend. But there's some drama that you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and start moving towards a brighter future and even your college degree. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. All right, we're back with Nancy Hartwell, and she's a human trafficking expert, and we've been talking about the science that you can detect if someone is is part of a sex ring and, and the things that we need to do to protect our children, knowing that we can't always protect them. We know that we're not in the movie taken if something happens to them, but things that you probably could do to prevent them. And, and some of the steps, if we could do a recap, or to make sure you get involved with your children. Know what they're doing online. Block certain content. You don't have to go behind their back to sneak, but get involved. Hey, I'm in your face. I'm not going to sneak behind your back. I'm letting you know I'm right here watching. Okay, go ahead. Because that's what I'm going to do, Nancy. When they uh-huh. get on the computer, I'm going to be right there behind them. Okay, you can go ahead. Mm-hmm. You tell you have homework to do. Um, go right ahead. I'll be right here <laughs> while you're doing your homework. <laughs> right. Because right. okay. my mother. My mother was just like that, and it used to wreck my nerves, Nancy. She'll she'll be right in the window <laughs> peeking at me, and I'm like, go on somewhere. I'm in the front yard, and right, and you're a little behind. You're like, really, Mama, really? But I'm appreciative of that because she watched my everything, and you know, it wasn't as bad growing up for me. But now you do. I, you have to stay in the windows. Where you going? 
can I, can, are you, you need to be back. I'm calling you every five minutes, every five minutes. <laughs> right. I might even be, right. matter of fact, forget that nasty. Look, this is going to make you laugh. I'm going to be the one driving behind you. Okay, baby, they on level. Let's go. Give them about five minutes to leave around the corner. All right, I'm behind you. <laughs> I'm serious because it's so crazy. <laughs> you be going to the movies and you right. snatched up. I'm going to be in the bushes waiting <laughs> on you. All right, she's going into the movie theater. She's safe. She's safe. We Okay, we good. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so, so many statistics about the scope of human trafficking. There are so many statistics about the scope of human trafficking. How come there are no consistent numbers of it, though? Well, a lot of them are estimates. Um, you know, okay. when somebody is trafficked, sometimes if it's um, like a runaway, they, they're never even reported as missing because nobody cares. Okay. Um, right. Typically what happens, a, a girl will be abused at home um by a father a stepfather an older brother somebody who's just making life hell for her and she decides that she's not going to put up with it any longer and so she runs away well um uh pimps are out there looking for runaways and so it's very likely that a pimp will find her in a matter of hours if not a couple days and then he abuses her even worse um, if you know of anybody who's planning to run away from home, please, please, please help them try to find some other solution. Home might very well be hell, but they have no idea what hell is really like until they're out there on the street. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because so, your mom, because mm-hmm. your mom tell you, because your mom tell you to do something doesn't mean oh I. Don't, I don't want to listen, so I'm up and leave. Because once you hit those streets, that's a different scenario. So if your mom tells you to clean up, do it. If she if she gets on your last yeah. nerve, my mom used to get on my last nerve. But there was no day and time I was going to ever leave that woman. She cooked, she cleaned, honey. I was appreciative of that. She wanted me to do something, took my lip in, and I went on ahead and did it. Because it's, it's sad. Because yeah. once you get out there, there are no friends in the street. Those people out there, you right. don't know and them least, from Tom, Dick, and Harris. And, and your mom is on your side. I mean, you might not right. think she's always on your side, but she's telling you to do these things because she wants you to grow up and be a responsible, um, valuable citizen and not an embarrassment to to mankind. Um, so it's, it might not be a lot of fun at home all the time, my parents used to make right. us kids so mad because they said, our job is not to make you happy. It is to turn you into productive, God-fearing, intelligent, well-informed citizens. And um, right. we hated that. But but God darn it, we grew up and we turned into God-fearing, responsible <laughs> citizens. Exactly. And now you're sitting here. In spite of now, ourselves. And now, right. And now you're sitting here with me. You're passing on this good information. I tell my daughters the same thing. I'm not here to be your best friend. I'm here to make sure that I guide you in the right direction and hope that you listen and take everything into context with me and understand that I'm only looking out for your best interest. And and it comes to remind me, even though it's off the subject, but a little bit similar, a little bit similar to it, Nancy. Um, I one day let them go outside and they went around the corner and I couldn't see them, so I I panic a little bit. 
All of a sudden, one of the girls uh-huh. came around the corner. Mommy, mommy, something happened to Letitia. And I said, oh, I, I started getting scared, Nancy, because these are my first. I said, oh, Lord, what happened to my baby? Because I saw a car going around the corner, and I thought my image was, oh, my God, somebody uh, hit my baby. Who hit my baby? And I uh, hit and ran and ran off. I couldn't do nothing but the pants. And she was like, no, mommy, a girl pushed her down. And that was even that was even worse. I said, she didn't scuff up, but she pushed her down. She was 12 years of age. And that made me go off. I said, that's why I tell you, to, I don't try to be hard on you, but I tell you to stay in the yard. Stay where I can see you. Because when you go around somewhere, I don't know where you're at, something happens. But you, you think I'm trying to stop you from having fun. I'm not trying to stop you from having fun, baby. It's just different now. There are no nice people right. out here. I don't know who to trust. They see in their mind, they're thinking, oh, mommy, you don't let me have fun. I don't mind you having fun. Uh-huh. But see how that you have fun? <laughs> and then you get pushed by a bigger yes. girl. And that wasn't, that wasn't fun because now you're coming home crying to me. Uh-huh, right, so, right. Yeah. I'm not ruining your life, honest. I'm, I'm no, trying to protect you. <laughs> no, exactly, because when right. you get out there, those people are going to ruin your life for you. They're going to do it. Right. They're not going to be nice. If, right, so if somebody, stay on mama's side. If, somebody, if somebody steals your wallet, it messes you up for um, a few weeks, okay? If somebody oh, steals does. you... It messes up your life, I mean, for the rest of your life. Right. Even right. the girls who are, you... who, are, who are rescued, they're still screwed up for the rest of their lives because um, they've been so mistreated by so many people for so long, they don't trust anybody anymore. And even right. people who are trying to help them, they, they just wonder, well, when is this person going to... Um, gonna mess me up like everybody else has done sometimes they actually leave shelters where they're they're trying to teach them marketable skills and you know how to get their lives back together and everything sometimes they run away because they just don't even trust the the people there this is a crime that really messes people up i can imagine you being abused someone slapping you around drugging you that that gets to you mentally. So, oh, yeah. It takes time for oh, yeah, someone but, to, probably, to overcome that. Well, and these pimps know all the tricks, too. Um, um, yeah, they do. Most of them are, yeah, um, they know how to manipulate. They know how to control. And um, a, a 13-year-old is just no match for a 40-year-old pimp who's done this for 20 years, you know? Um, right. And and these girls live miserable lives. A, a pimp will say, okay, depending on the market, they have to bring home three hundred, five hundred, even a thousand dollars cash every day. And if they don't, he beats them so they can't move for like two weeks. Um, um, this is this is not a fun way to make a living, people. Um, if you're thinking about running away. Think again, because you're going to be in a bigger hell than you've ever been in at home. Right. And watch watch the size. Sometimes they guy can appear like he's so in love with you and so charming. And those are the worst ones. Those are oh, the yeah. worst ones. Oh, those. Good, the good they'll spend ones. Sometimes. sometimes. 
Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Sometimes they will spend weeks um, uh, to, to get you to trust them. Oh, of course your parents don't trust you, but I'm here for you. I love you. I'll always be here for you. And they'll, they'll take them fancy places. They'll give them lavish gifts um, just to make them think, oh, boy, this guy really, really loves me. And then one day he'll say, okay, sweetie, it's time you started showing me some, um, some gratitude. And then, right. boom. I did all this we got for you. Right. I did all this for you. Right. That's what she said was done to her. And he thought, the young lady I was mentioning previously, who I wore on my show, she was mentioning that online, how the guy thought that she was fooling around with another pimp. So he beat mm-hmm. her, stabbed her multiple times, then peed on her. <gasps> then threw her. And, oh. Right. Then peed on her. Oh. And then threw her. Threw oh. her in the back of a trunk, took her from Arizona, took her from California to Arizona, and then threw her out. And she said people looked at her with all that blood on and said they ignored her. Then nobody cared. And then she almost got raped by John, and he, and he somehow suddenly got an angel on him and gave her mercy. And people was on there making rude comments. Oh, this is fake. And I'm looking like, you know, you would say something mm. like that for you not to even have went through that. I don't even think I could have even exposed myself on Facebook to even gave my story of such cruelty done to me. Who wants to, who would even want to make up something like that? You know, people always say something right. in their own little mouth. Oh, this is not believable until it happens to you. And then it's, it's, it's on right. a different foot. I pray every time right. I go out this door that something don't happen to me because it's very scary. I don't know what I would do in that situation if I was even kidnapped. I, I don't know, you know, you watch things, like I said, you watch stuff like this on the movie, oh, I'll do it like this, but when reality hit, it's nothing like the movie. What would, right, right. now, ladies, if you're listening, what would, what would you even possibly do? I couldn't imagine, because what if you couldn't get to a phone? What if you couldn't do like the young lady they showed on Good Morning America, she was able to use her pizza app just to say, help, somebody call 911. You know, you don't think. Sometimes you might go in the shock. So those are things that you have to really think about. And we have to stop laughing. It's nothing to brush off our shoulders. Now, Nancy, this is what I wanted to know, because um, when it does happen, and if the if the trafficker is caught, what is the sentencing for a trafficker? Well, that depends an awful lot on the jurisdiction. Um, and it also depends a lot on the judge. Uh, there are some jurisdictions where they'll get 20 years, others that they'll get uh, their hand slapped and that'll be the end of it. Uh, We really need to campaign for um, severe penalties for the traffickers uh, because they are in the business of destroying lives. Right. But that depends a lot on the jurisdiction. Okay. Oh boy, and yeah. it's so sad, you know that. You know what's the, what's even sadder is that far too many good people still condemn condemn the victims rather than the abusers. The abusers get all like they did a great job. That's right, and that's um, the hardest thing. Right, and it's it's the poor prostitutes, the 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 victims who are are then sent to jail as if they're the the criminals. Right. Yeah, it's not 
um, these are very, very outdated ideas, and we need to um, we need to modernize. Uh, mo- like I say, most states get a C or a D for the the legal environment, and um, a lot of male politicians don't get it. I saw something on the internet the other day that made me so mad I wanted to throw things. Um, there was a, a, a guy who said that rape can be beautiful if it produces a child. Mm-mm. Excuse mm. me. Excuse me. This individual. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, uh, but there are some weird ideas out there. And um, yeah. unfortunately, it's, it's still overwhelmingly male, the, the people who make the laws. And the people who enforce the laws, uh, we need a lot more w- women who are activists and and who point out um, the idiocy of some of these policies that men don't even think about because they're not the victim. Um, they, it's not because they're they're they have ill will. They just don't think like a victim would think. And uh, so we need a lot more women. Who run for office and who um, who become activists in in this area? You hear me, girls? Right, we do. I, I, we do. <laughs> we have to stand up. And hey, I I don't want to take the focus off because I know we're discussing about women, but we also you have to be careful too. You have low down women out here too who are just as guilty as the men. Oh yeah, they yes. be right in texting. Oh yes. yeah, you're pretty, and Lauren, you right on in too. But you're you're trusting her because you're thinking, oh, she's a woman. She's not bad. Right. Mm. Right. I heard one story that just wiped me out too about a girl. Um, um, some pimps had their eye on her for a while because she was a really good-looking girl, and um, they they watched her. And they knew that every day she took such and such a bus at such and such a time and she would drop off her little girl at such and such a daycare. And um, one day she missed the bus. So they sent a grandfather over and he said, honey, you can't sit here. The next bus isn't for 45 minutes. This is a dangerous neighborhood. Where are you going? Well, she wasn't afraid of a grandfather. So she got in and he took her straight to the pimps. And they said, okay, we know where your little girl is. Uh, We know um, what bus you take and everything. If you don't do everything we say, we're going to torture your little girl to death. You see what they can do? Any way they can get leverage, they'll try. They'll try. Exactly. They sure will. Be careful, ladies. Uh, Even when you go out to the club, be careful. Watch your drinks. Watch your surroundings. If you know that you're going to leave that drink, if, leave it. it. Just leave it because people, they put roofies in your drinks, and that's that's another way to get you. We have to start thinking. You can't be free will around here. It's not a free will world. It's, it's very dangerous, and if you're not going to protect yourself, neither will they. They're not there to protect you. They're there to steal your joy away, though, <laughs> and steal whatever else they can from you. <laughs> Um, now, this, I, I heard something very this, interesting. The Uni- University of North Carolina has come up with some nail polish that um, oh, yeah. if, if you 
if you put it on um, before you go into a club, then all you have to do is, is stick your finger into the drink. And if somebody has tampered with the drink, it'll change, um, it'll change color. So it, it can warn you that somebody's been messing with your drink. I thought now that was pretty smart because like that. that's something that, I, is that something that right, a lot that of girls would have, is nail polish. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially for these, especially for these young teenagers who think they know everything. Yeah, that would be suggestive of them. But you know, for us, Nancy, we're going to be right there watching the bartender at the front door with our drink. We, okay, you're making it? All right, I'm watching. What you putting in it? Okay. Okay, just bourbon? Uh-huh. Right, that's all I need. Don't add no extra stuff. I'm not even turning my head. I, I'm grabbing my drink from it. Right. That is a smart idea for the ones who think that they got it going on and don't know any better. Yeah, you would need that. Yes. And you have to be careful, too, because yeah. you don't even have to leave your drink. Um, one young lady told me at my job, she said she didn't even leave her drink. She actually had her drink in her head, but she turned her head the other way, and this thing she knew, someone <gasps> spilled something in her drink. But thank God that she had her friends there. That looked out for her. Uh-huh. Like, you look kind of little. You look a little off, and they helped her out. Because you have to watch that. I, oh, I, got, my I got the same goodness. way, too. Right. And wow. It wasn't done wow. to me, but I don't, I don't drink alcohol, so the alcohol rushed a little bit to me. And the guys were like, oh, I'll take her home, and I'll take her home. My husband said, no, you're not taking my wife anywhere. And he goes, I always take my husband uh-huh. with me. I don't go out. I don't go anywhere without my husband. My husband said, "No, I got my, I got her. This is my wife." Yeah, they thought they was about to do, and that's that's sad. The guys actually be plotting on you, trying to see which girl gonna get drunk. Who can I, um, who can I get out of this club just to get your underwear? You know, yeah, like my mother used to say, get your drawers. Good grief! That's exactly what that's exactly what they're thinking of. They're they're not there trying to have a good time. They're there to plot on you. But now Nancy, right? Um, it, if a, if a minor agrees to, what if a minor agrees to engage in commercial sexual activity? Why is it a crime, and why is she or he considered a victim? Okay, well, um, because they're below the age of consent, um, and there's there's no such thing as consent when a minor is concerned, um, because they know that minors can be manipulated. And so um, um, consent does not count if you're a minor. Okay. And that's why it's so much more serious. Um, yeah. Well, Nancy, I, I want to just say I thank you so much for coming on here and opening our minds up to this this ugliness that we don't even know goes on around us. We hear a little bit of it, and then, like you said, it disappears. Oh, okay, it must be over with. We haven't heard any talk about it. But it's actually existing, and we have to get involved and do something. But, my listeners, if you notice any suspicious activity that could be paired to sex trafficking, please contact the National Human Trafficking Resource Center at 1-888-373-7888. Please get involved because this is a serious matter, and we have to save our children. Um, Nancy, you you know, I hope that you'll be able to come back on because I know currently you're hard at work on a movie script, and I would love to have you back on. Yes, ma'am. Back in production. <laughs> Talk about that. Um, make sure you check out my girl Nancy Hartwell because she has her best-selling award-winning human trafficking series of books and 
includes Harem Slave, and those are out. Great, awesome book. You can find them on Amazon, probably even on um, Barnes & Noble. So please look into that. Let's get involved, people, because it's a very serious matter. And as, as Martin Luther King Jr. began to end when we are silent about things that matter, you have been tuning in to the Bright Side with Technicia, and I hope everyone has a prosperous and blessed day. Nancy, you have a blessed one, too. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. You bet. Listeners, make sure make sure you tune in to my next episode. Follow me on Twitter at the Bright Side with the Bright Side TK. Also, my Facebook page, the Bright Side with Technicia. Um, I will be glad to answer any questions on my Facebook page that you want me to answer. And also, if you have any suggestions on what you want to listen to or you have any issues that you think I need to target, please don't be afraid to reach out to me. I'm here, and I want to listen to what you have to say. But thank you, and I'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 